Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Warning Woods. Today's story is about a man who makes an unexpected connection at a cemetery, a connection which follows him far from the graveyard. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it five stars and writing a review. It helps spread the podcast to more listeners. If you want more creepy content, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at The Warning Woods. I'm Miles Tridle, and this is The Passenger. There's something living in my car. Rather, something is occupying my car. I don't think whatever it is has lived anywhere in quite some time. It started the day of my grandfather's funeral. My car was just one in the long caravan that accompanied the hearse to the cemetery. Thunder rolled overhead, loud enough to be heard over the rumbling engines. I crossed my fingers and prayed the rain would hold off until we got Granddad in the ground. When the procession arrived at the cemetery, we all parked along the narrow road that twisted amongst the graves and weathered headstones. I got out of my car and was thankful to see a vinyl canopy had been erected above the six-foot mouth waiting to consume my grandfather. I know that's a strange way of seeing it, but the idea of a burial seems strange to me in general. It felt strange to walk and stand on top of decaying, rotting remains of so many lost loved ones. When I go, burn me away. My grandfather was a popular man in our town. He seemed to know everyone, and everyone seemed to have shown up to bid him farewell. I'm sure I would have been allowed to get closer if I tried, but I was satisfied standing on the edge of the crowd at least as long as the swirling clouds held out. At one point during the ceremony, I scratched an itch behind my ear, and when my arm swung down to my side, it bumped something hard and cool. I turned to see I was standing right next to a crooked headstone covered in patchy moss. Sorry, my good fellow, I whispered sardonically to the corpse beneath my feet. What happened next is hard to describe. I heard a gust of wind, but I only heard it. It sounded powerful, like one more omen of the coming storm. Yet the woman's long hair in front of me remained perfectly still. Noticing that made me realize I didn't feel the wind rushing against my skin or tugging at my jacket. As the sound of rushing air faded... I heard a distant and indistinct voice whisper, Hurry. My hair stood on end. I tried to focus on the minister's words and forget the ghostly voice. I assumed the creepy cemetery, which was accentuated by the dark clouds and rolling thunder, was just redlining my already overactive imagination. Deep thunder boomed as the minister brought the service to a close and my grandfather was lowered into the earth. I couldn't really see, nor did I particularly want to, so I turned to head back to my car before I got rained on. I noticed a name peeking out from the moss on the headstone I was standing close to. Harry Mercer. I bid the stone farewell with two quick pats, 
the way one might pat the head of a child. As I got situated in my car, the sound of rushing wind filled my ears once more. Now, surrounded by glass and metal, the sound was even more unnatural. Just as before, the wind faded and a rattling voice whispered, Hurry. This time, it sounded closer. There was something else, too. I wasn't quite sure if it whispered, Hurry? Or Harry? I tried to keep up with a baseball game on the radio as I drove home, but the signal was weak. At that time, as static faded in and out of my speakers, I blamed the storm, which was just beginning to drop thick, heavy drops on my windshield. Now, looking back, I believe it was Harry Mercer. Every time I get in my car, I am greeted by the whooshing in my ears. Sometimes he says, hello, while other times he just breathes heavily. The voice always sounds like it's coming from my back seat. Honestly, I began to feel comfortable driving around with Harry Mercer. He never seemed to follow me inside the house, and he didn't cause any problems besides interfering with the radio. I could handle a mild haunting myself, but something happened last week that has me desperate to get Harry Mercer out of my car for good. I have a beautiful little niece. Her name is April, and she's almost two years old. My brother asked me if I could take her for a few hours on a Saturday night, and I happily agreed. I love to play the fun uncle. He dropped her off along with her car seat and asked if I wouldn't mind bringing her back to their house since he and his wife probably would be getting a ride home from the bar. Without a thought of Harry Mercer, I told him I would and told him to have a good time. He strapped the car seat into my car for me before he left. A few hours later, my brother called and said that they were headed back to their house. I told April it was time to go home and smiled at her disappointed reaction. We'd had fun, and I was glad to see she didn't want it to end. As I was buckling her into the car seat, I heard the rush of air and Harry's voice ask, Who? I ignored it. April's car seat faces the rear of the car, but it has a small mirror that sticks out so you can see the child when you look in the rearview mirror. I found out she could see me in the mirror too, so I spent most of the drive making goofy faces at her and making her laugh. It was dark, and I could only see her when we passed by a street light, so I would prepare a silly face and surprise her when we passed beneath a light. We were almost to my brother's house when my head was filled with the whoosh and Harry's voice, sounding much more aggressive than usual, demanded, Who? We passed under a street light just then. I looked in the mirror and choked as I saw a frail, almost skeletal hand reaching down towards April's head. I shouted, No, Harry! No, Harry, no, Harry, no, Harry, April began chanting in the back seat. I sped up, hoping to get to the house before the ghost did anything terrible to the innocent, ignorant child. The entire atmosphere in the car felt different. The air felt sinister. I could sense the spirit within becoming malevolent. It suddenly felt dangerous. Evil. We pulled into my brother's driveway and I got April out as quickly as I could. I returned her to her parents and got back in the car. I could still feel that heavy, threatening presence as I drove home. It's what I feel every time I get in the car now. Harry no longer speaks to me. He's become cold and it feels like he's biding his time and waiting for... something. I'm in no hurry to find out what, so I've been using my bike a lot more. I'm trying to bring myself to sell the car, but I'm worried about whoever might buy it. 
Will Harry remain angry at them too? Or would he simply introduce himself and just go along for the ride? You can support The Warning Woods by clicking the Anchor Support link in the description, or by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Of course, the best way to help is by writing a review and following this podcast in Apple Podcasts or subscribing on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.